listen to me very, listen carefully. To me very carefully. I want to present, want to present the moments you've been waiting for. Geeked Up Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Geeked Up Radio, your number one unsubscribed, unedited, un well, heavily edited, <laughs> uh, <laughs> independent, indie, underground, unrecognized podcast. Right. That's right. I'm Ricky, the Jolly Rancher Commander. Law is not in the office today or in the studio, either one. And uh, so I have a guest today. We have Ricky Stillman from Pop Collectors Alliance Podcast, and he's here to talk to us about uh, pop collecting, Funko Pops. And uh, about Red Dead Redemption, because I found out we both play, and now we're going to play together. We're going to start a posse. We're going to be awesome. We're going to regulate on people. Yeah. So, uh, so Ricky. <laughs> Regulators, mount up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, Ricky, why don't you tell us a little bit about these Funko Pops, your show and stuff like that, and let us know what's going on with that, man. All right. Well, we run a show called the Pop Collectors Alliance Podcast, and it's primarily dedicated to returning collecting to the Pop Collector and a big reason why we created the show was at the end of 2017, I had a run-in with what we call flippers or scalpers in the wider collecting community. It's basically people that purchase things for retail, mark it up 100 even even 1,000%, and sell it back to collectors. Uh, what we wanted to do is sort of empower collectors with some information to help them combat flippers. And we always say, you know, you're entering the no-flip zone when you listen to the podcast or you consume any of our content because collecting pops, just like collecting anything else, is very hard, sometimes impossible to get figures that you want. So we want to help collectors uh, and get them the information they need to, to obtain those items or any other collectibles that they're looking for in the Funko community. And if you don't know what pops are, they're made by a company called Funko. They're 3.75-inch figures that really encapsulate pop culture. Now they've spanned licenses across DC, Marvel, Disney, um, sports, video games, just pop culture in a 3.75-inch figure. And they've done a great job. I mean, I have a collection that's amassed over, I'd say, 2,000 pieces now, so in the time that I've collected for about seven years. So we really wanted to take the body of knowledge that me and my um, co-host have, Piper, and give that back to the community so that they are, in fact, empowered to beat flippers. Oh, wow. Let me let me ask you a question, man. What what do you do with these uh, uh, toys? Or uh, not collectibles. What do you do with these collectibles? I'm sorry. I don't... Are they toys? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's... Some people consider them toys, right? I know people that give these figures to their kids to play with, and that's fine. I mean, they're they're collectible figures, but primarily what I do is display them. They're all over my house and every nook and cranny, <laughs> and just things that I'm passionate about. Like I have uh, the main collections that I have are Dragon Ball Z and um, Game of Thrones because it's stuff that I like, right? I just I want to collect the things that I'm passionate about i have smaller pieces like uh, the big lebowski i've yeah. got a small set like that my wife she collects harry potter but these collections are mass they come out with new figures all the time and i think my game of thrones collection is up in the the high double digits eventually it will cross into the triple digits wow i know 
I know my wife's Harry Potter collection. I think they have like 70 couple figures in that. So you can see how it can get out of control very quickly. You know what you could do with them one day? Once you have like, especially the Game of Thrones, one day you should do like a stop motion animation of like the Red Wedding, (laughs) but using all your pop collector items. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome? Or would that ruin the value? I mean, no. Well, I don't take those out of the box, especially the higher priced items. And unfortunately, like Rob Stark's worth a hundred dollars. And yeah, I'm trying to think of. They don't have Catelyn Stark yet, which is one that I wish they would have put together. Uh, some of those Bruce Bolton, they don't have a figure for. I'm trying to think of people at the Red Wedding. The Freys, they don't have any of the Freys. Well, I guess. Um, do you? I you could do like a a Marvel, like the the Starks could be Marvel, and DC could be like the uh, the Boltons and the Freys, and then you know because you know. Yeah, you could call it like the comic book movie Red Wedding, you know, because you know DC's mad at you know at Marvel for being so successful, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think DC. I, I saw Aquaman. I don't know if you saw that movie. I'm gonna see it tomorrow. But, um, you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Is it good? I I will say that it was better than what I had anticipated because I went by myself. I was like, asked my wife and my kids, "Did you guys want to go?" And they were like, "No, nah, not really." <laughs> and <laughs> so I went and watched it, and I expected something terrible, but it did not disappoint in that regard. Really? If I gave it a rating, I'd say it's probably like a six out of ten. Oh, well, well, on this show, we give seven. Uh, seven. Seven is the maximum because of Final Fantasy VII. You know what that is, right? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. Thank. That's why you're on this show. Okay, then. So, out of seven yeah. uh, Final Fantasy sevens, how many do you give it? I would give it like a four point five. A four. Oh, okay. That's pretty good, right there in the it's middle. Decent. It's a, I mean, it's it's worth with the special effects in there. It's definitely worth going to see in theaters uh-huh. but james wan was the director i don't know if you know who that is he uh-huh. directed uh um the the titles are slipping from my uh what's the movie where they lock people up and tell them to saw oh no saw okay saw the movie saw and he did a uh, fast and furious he's a he's a very good director he produces most of the conjuring movies and all of that that line of movies insidious okay. so he did this and he did a decent job with not a lot there. You know, he's basically creating the backstory of Aquaman in this movie. And uh, Jason Momoa is not a great actor, but he does Aquaman well. So that he does. I, I did enjoy him in, uh, in justice league more than uh, everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I look forward to uh, kind of seeing it tomorrow. I'm going to take my wife and a friend. <laughs> and uh, we're we're gonna check it out. Uh, my hopes aren't high, but you know, you know, because the last episode we did with Lala, we had a, we had to apologize because we like we're ragging on it really bad, saying that it was gonna flop, that it flopped and stuff. But it made no, like, it didn't flop. It made like eight hundred and twenty-two million dollars, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, especially in China, it killed. I, when I saw it, I was I was stunned. But it was keeping up with Wonder Woman and the amount of money that it's been making. Yeah. And then wor- worldwide, it's just killing it. Worldwide, it's made over six hundred million. I'm looking at it right now eight hundred and forty-six million dollars. See, see, that, see that's, yeah, dude, that's crazy money, man. Yeah, no, two hundred and sixty-one million in China, and I'm thinking to myself, I was like, 
Well, I don't know because they spent a lot of money on it, 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 especially with all the special effects you'll see tomorrow. And I think that's always a good thing. That's what I always tell people. I mean, it may be a bad rule of thumb, <laughs> but you should go into a movie thinking it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Because every movie I've went into thinking it was going to be terrible, they've all like held a special place um, in movies for me. One of the most memorable was uh, Zombieland with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. When I, we went to the theaters, my wife and I, and we were going there to watch another movie. I forget what movie it was, but they didn't. The movie was not until a later time, and we we had a time frame. You know, you have kids to get back to, so we were like, "Well, we'll watch something else." And I go, well, "How about we watch Zombieland?" And I was like, "It has Woody Harrelson. I don't know how good that would be." <laughs> we went in and we totally enjoyed the movie, it, and to this day, I love that movie. Yeah, that is a great movie, man. I look forward to part two. Uh, what call it? So with all this, you know, Aquaman hype. You know what I'm thinking, man. Welcome to what? the Aquaman podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we talk nothing but Aquaman and Jason Momoa on this show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> honky, 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 honky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. And then and next year, uh, well, this year now because it is January. Um, this year at Fan Expo Dallas, Jason Momoa is going to be there. So you can just start the <laughs> podcast and go get your first interview. First first guest on the show, Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. the Aquaman. What's up, man? He'll be like, oh, <laughs> Drogo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's just a lot of money. Yeah, so we had to apologize to everybody. So, yeah. So, anyways, back to uh, something else. <laughs> well, I mean, just speaking about the, the Aquaman, they came out with – Every new release in movies, as long as Funko has the license, they'll put out figures. And they do all kinds of special figures, especially for Aquaman. They did a Regal Cinema's exclusive unmasked Black Manta. So oh, really? you had to yeah buy tickets to the movie and pick them up at a Regal Cinema's, which doesn't – or maybe it was Cinemarket. No, I think it was Regal. But you had to – Go and a lot of people just went. They didn't want to see the movie just to get that box <laughs> because they're just pop collectors, you know, in general. But they do all kinds of neat things with new releases. They had some Walmart exclusives, and by exclusives, you know, they're only sold at that that retailer. So Funko does a great job of getting ahead of the game. Sometimes they miss the mark. Uh, for Avengers uh-huh. last year. They did a Hulk busting out of the Hulkbuster, and that never happened in the movie. But oh. they, it was a cool, it was a cool pop, but it never happened. Oh, see, I wonder if that was like part of the marketing that so people wouldn't see the twist in uh, the Infinity Wars, or was that after the movie came out? That was that actually released uh, as the movie was releasing that oh, okay. pop. So I guess it was something from the cutting room floor. They have to meet with him. Oh, do they? On some things, I guess. I mean, I, I know that for The Mummy, you know, the, the Tom Cruise remake of The Mummy? Yes. <laughs> they made his pop, and he made them cancel it. Really? So, yes, he was not satisfied with it. So it's a, I forget, what, his name's Nick something in that movie. He was like, but, he was like it doesn't have three front teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, you know, I have a lot of respect for Tom Cruise, even though he can be a little crazy about stuff. Yeah. And I said, one thing that we said on my old podcast, Scream at the Screens, was that Tom Cruise never has, ma- never has made a bad movie. No. You know, in the sense of box office, or even in general. Like, you couldn't say it was the movie was rated a two. 
Now, I didn't think Mummy was rated like a three or a two uh-huh. on a scale to ten. In yours, you know, in that case, it's a seven. It would be a one or a two. But, um, but a lot of people did think that that movie was terrible. So terrible that they canceled. They were going to do yeah. the Monsters Universe all over again, and they canceled it because of that movie. Yeah. So I mean, the movie was really bad, though. I, I, yeah, it, it was. It was. I rated a four. Is a what four? I That's really high, man. Yeah, well, because here, here's my opinion on that. All right, give, that give it to me. Give it to I, me. When when I break a movie down, I don't just break it down by just you know, oh, the overall movie is a four. You know, uh-huh. I I go okay. Well, the cinematography was not that bad in that movie. The special effects weren't that bad in that movie. The things that were bad were the way the the plot. And the storyline, sort of the flow of the movie, uh-huh. as you would you bounce back and forth, and they didn't have a lot of build up or investment into characters in that movie. Uh-huh. So, if you remember the old movie with Brendan Fraser, yes. right, the that mummy that they did, that was so good because they had such a slow build across a couple of movies, and you really got into the backstory of the mummy, and they did a good job of encapsulating that and tying that into the plot. And this one, it was just like, we got to fight a mummy and whatever. You know, I get right. these powers at the end. Like, I don't understand that conceptually. Yeah. So for that reason, special effects, everything bumped it up, but I can't get, get it past a four. Wow. But, and also, because the movie was so terrible, <laughs> he canceled his pop, which they did ship out a small shipment. I think it's, it's got to be below 500 of those pops in existence. And they're all worth like four or five hundred dollars a piece. Wow! So, yeah, exactly. Wow! You know, because listening to your show, I've heard that you know the Funko will like, uh, you know how they fight the bots on from like buying like buying up the entire stock or something like that. They like put out like a fake image or something like that, and it turns out to be for something else or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that they do so bots operate on many different ways so there's this thing called captcha everyone probably knows what that is it pops up when you check out sometimes and it says click a picture of all the stop signs or click a picture of all the cars and we all hate that right yeah um or type this word in what are these letters so that's that's supposed to be a mechanism for security on bots but it doesn't work anymore they can bypass that and um buy things directly what they mainly do with bots is they do keyword searches so when you look at a product on Amazon or you look at a product on hottopic.com for a pop, it will say the word uh, Supergirl pop on there. Uh-huh. And it'll say super-girl-pop. And they, they, on their bot, they type in a list of keywords. So what Funko did is because they were buying up all the stock, is I forget what the item was that they were releasing. It was an anticipated item uh, uh, during a convention or something along those lines. And people thought they were going to release that ad icon that day. But instead, Funko put all of the keywords and built it like they were going to release it. <laughs> but they put they put a pop in there that no one wanted from like Mad Max. And it sold out immediately. So all these bot guys got hundreds of these. And all sales are final. So oh, snap. Yeah, it was hilarious. That, that is hilarious, man. Kudos to them, man. That, yeah, because... Yeah, because I've heard you talk about that before, man. I just think, man, that is amazing, man. I love that they're very active in, you know, trying to counteract that stuff, man. Because, you know, listening to the podcast, you know, 
you know, flipping and botting is like a, a, a big, a big deal. And it's, I just never realized that in the collecting community, that was like a, a problem, you know, I've never heard about it before, man. Just really yeah, ignorant. And it, yeah. And it happens with every community. I mean, if something becomes extremely popular where people are willing to pay a lot of money for it, people will flip like the Nintendo classic when they first released it, they released so few of them initially they sold out everywhere, and people were selling for three hundred dollars, yeah. leading up to Christmas apiece. I, I saw one so, on eBay for like a thousand once. Yeah, gel the when you do the uh, emulators, when you jailbreak them, and you put emulators on there, and you have five hundred games. Wow. Yeah, the people tend to sell them for a little bit more too, and, and it's just a problem in any collecting market that you have to deal with and find unique ways to get around it. But Funko, for the fans' sake, they do a lot of things and try to help out fans. Wow. Let me ask you a really personal question real quick about Funko. What okay. what what got you interested in it, man? Do, do you just see like the the cute faces and like, "Ah, I need it," or was it what 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 was it? What uh, what nostalgia. got it took you? Even even not even really nostalgia so to say initially. Game of Thrones is what really got me into it because it's it's cool to it's like capturing your childhood in some regards like they did the ninja turtles uh-huh. and they have Don, the old saturday morning like cartoon ninja turtles with donatello and leonardo and you get the whole set and it's like having that to look at on your wall um and just reference it because it's something that you know growing up and you have it in this little figure and it's there I, my initially i love i love the show game of thrones it's probably my favorite show ever uh, period ever but i saw the figures at barnes and noble and we bought a few and we didn't really know um what they would end up being worth because early in the game they couldn't give these things away you know for the first couple of years but they called on and became popular because once you get more licenses like what what's your favorite movie from the 80s from the or 80s something, or favorite show or something that you hold in high regard oh man it's got to be uh it's got to be Ninja Turtles, the animated series, or it's got to be like Conan, He-Man. Yeah. Okay. So they have all of the He-Man figures, Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they have, yeah, they have those, and they have Conan, like the old Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan, yeah. and they have, a bloody, they have a bloody variant of him. Oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, and they have different variants of him that you see throughout the movie, different outfits. Um, the Ninja Turtles, they actually did 8-bit pops and their little square pixelated pops uh, for the video game. So they've done so much stuff with the Ninja Turtles in general. They even have pop rides. So they have uh, the turtle van with Michelangelo. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's those little things because I was a huge collector of the Ninja Turtles toys when I was a kid. Like, the remember the Ninja Turtles lair? Yes. The sewer layer and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's why I love these figures is because it's kind of like being a little bit of a kid but not being a kid because you can say they're collectibles. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, because I, I, I guess I collect comics, I guess. I don't throw them away after I read them, but I restarted reading comic books again. And Oh, you did? Yeah, and uh, man, the stories are just – it does bring back a lot of nostalgia and that feeling of, you know, oh, I, I really miss these characters and what they've been doing. And, and now I got like – you know, 20 years of backlog that I don't know what's going on. So it's kind of like refreshing and 
I don't know. It's I, I oh man, it's just amazing. Yeah, I I know that feeling, man, that you're talking about. That nostalgic feeling makes you feel young again. Makes you feel alive almost. You know? Yeah. And going back to comic books too, it's it's like you're right, and that's some one of the main reasons why I've almost shied away from going back to comic books is because I feel like the that there's a lot of heavy lifting there to catch up. And we were just talking about Venom because we watched Venom. It came on iTunes and we just uh, watched it recently. And I was trying to think back and remember all the Venom stories from my childhood and, and because I was a big Spider-Man fan. And then where it's come since then and all the other symbiotes and just how the story gets so heavy after a while and how they do, you know, cross runs with other Marvel characters and Venom and, and Eddie Brock and, and Carnage yeah. and where it's come. I mean, it's, I, it feels like if I try to go back, I will never catch up. <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. If you go back, you probably never will. But, you know, right now, in, in my opinion, right now it's a really good time to start reading comic books again. If you're, if, if you're not, if you're, plan to ever read it read them again because like especially on marvel because marvel does like this new numbering system where they have they relaunch a, a comic book every now and then because they just relaunched the uncanny uncanny x-men right and it started off with a number one and it says you know uncanny x-men number one but if you look inside there's a legacy number where it says it's like number 672 so oh okay so what with the like the number one it'll run for like i don't know 30 issues or something like that and it'll be one complete story that you know, you're like, okay, this is a complete story, and it doesn't, it, 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 it there's, it, it's a what you call it? It's clean cut. You don't have to read the other stories behind it to, to understand what's going on in this in this story. And a lot of the comic books that I've been picking up from Marvel are that way. I got a lot of number ones, and I'm like, man, right now is like a really good jumping point because they're they're all number ones out on the shelf right now for the last two months, three months, and it's like, wow. And they just released Conan number one again, and I I got it, and I was like, oh my god, it's so so thick. I need to read it, so I bought it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Conan's thick, dude. I mean, love it. I can't wait for the next issue. But yeah, I mean, if you if you ever if you read comic books, yeah, you should check it out. Right yeah, now. it sounds really. It sounds like they've done a good job of that. I know I have bought comic books recently. I bought the number eight hundred Spider Man, the special cover. I got a couple wow. of those variants. And wow. then the one, I think it was the thousandth issue of Superman that they had a while ago where they did, uh, they had eight different cover variants, one from each decade of Superman. So it was mm. really awesome. Oh, man. If you like Fantastic Four, you should get to Fantastic Four because they're on issue five. And they relaunched it after it being dead for like 14 or 15 years. So they, like, number one. I have number one Fantastic Four. And, and I, I'm, I'm super stoked about Fantastic Four, too, because Disney just bought Fox that merger went through finally it's finalized today or yesterday i believe oh really and yeah they just announced it earlier and um they i'm interested to see if they can bring back the fantastic four because man that's been a very hard part uh, of the franchise to, yeah. to put together yeah it really has and i and you know because the the powers i always thought that the powers and the stories of fantastic four was really boring so when i was a teenager and a kid I never read Fantastic Four. I'm like, who cares about a rock man, an invisible guy, and some guy that can, or invisible lady, <laughs> and a guy that and a guy that can stretch, you know, stretch Armstrong, yay! But you know, so when they came out with the the relaunch and the issue number one, I was like, I read it. I'm like, oh man, this this isn't a story about 
them having superpowers. It's a story about like a relationship between these people. And I'm like, oh man, I totally missed the concept of this comic book. It's not like the other one. And I was and like, they have great villains. Doctor Doom is a really good villain. Yeah, I see. I've never read anything. The only thing I ever ever read was a Doctor Doom was in it. Was like an onslaught, X Men onslaught, and Doctor Doom showed up. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna help y'all save the world. And I'm like, man, who cares about you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> He's super powerful though. He's one it, of the most powerful villains out there. Oh, is he? Man, I have I have no yeah. idea, dude. Never. I just yeah. everything Fantastic Four I always avoided like it was Kryptonite, dude. But <laughs> but now now that I'm on issue five, Ben Grimm got married. Spoilers. I mean, <laughs> it was like spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, wow. Well, anyway, yeah. You if, at this point, you everybody should know they've been around like thirty, forty thousand years. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, even Funko there. I mean, Funko bringing the conversation back to pop, they have um, a bunch of comic book characters that they have. And some of their most expensive pop are actually in those lines. There's Spider-Mans that are worth over a thousand dollars. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have, you have a lot of the old school items that they had up. I, I mean, I can remember the first things that they came out with were Superman Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Those are the, some, of, some of the first pops. So it's heavily rooted in comics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm going to have to really like look at them because everywhere I go, they are like stacked up wall upon wall of them. And I just <laughs> ignore them. I'm like, oh, what is this, man? Like they're, They look like little anime characters, those chibis or, or the chibis or whatever they're called. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, but I'll I'll have to like really just look at them, see if there's anything that looks interesting, because yeah, just like the Fantastic Four, it's like Kryptonite to me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So do you like Spider-Man though? Spider-Man, man, I don't know. I'm, I like the movies, but I'm I'm just not sure on the the whole concept of Spider-Man anymore. I like his character, Spider-Man. Do you really? Um, I like. I, I would say, in no certain order, top three superheroes for me are um, Batman and Wolverine and Spider-Man. Those wow. are my three favorite comic book Batman, characters. Batman, Wolverine, Spider-Man. Well, yeah. I think that they have complex stories, right? Because Batman has no superpowers. He's just super rich, right? So he right. has to... And that's that's a common thread for people. I like Wolverine because, again, he doesn't have great superpowers. He can just heal. Right. And the con the concept of his past and not fully knowing everything and trying to you know, rediscover everything that happened to him in the past and then uh-huh. going back and Old Man Logan. They have so many great stories in him. And even the last Wolverine, the Logan movie. Oh, I it was great. I hated seeing... Wolverine like that, but it was it was very I don't know outside the box because it didn't follow the true Logan story. They referenced the, the old man Logan story a little bit in there, right? But it was a great way to see that character. Hey, you you should uh, pick out the comic books, man, because they just they he just came back to life in the comic books. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too, leading into that, because I heard he just came back because uh, of the, the the last I saw that he was encased in adamantium on top of a building dying so yeah interesting to see what happens to him now yeah if i if i was like really interested in wolverine i'd probably pick him up i remember being a teenager and loving wolverine because he was this short tough guy that everybody thought they could pick on and it was like me you know 
and uh, yeah, and then he just whipped the ass on people, and but uh, but not he he doesn't appeal to me anymore. My my favorite characters are gonna have to be like uh, Cyclops because I heard that he went bad and got and, and got killed, and I'm like, man, I, I like that story of a and of a tragic hero, you know, somebody who thought they were doing good but ended up doing evil and they end up getting killed or whatever. I like that idea. Yeah. I like that's why I like Magneto because he thinks he's like the good guy, but overall he's you know he's a bad guy with good intentions and and so yeah. those are like my two favorite characters and it, I was like wow I just Magneto and Cyclops yeah Cyclops yeah and, and uh, yeah nobody likes Cyclops for some reason but I'm like man he shoots laser beam out of his eyes that's awesome I, I like Cyclops in the Saturday morning cartoons uh-huh. um, I never really read into it in the comics that much but. I mean, the X-Men are so iconic to me because of those Saturday morning cartoons. I still have the whole collection on DVD. What? I have, yeah, of all the X-Men Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, and wow. uh, I don't know. I, I like Magneto, too. I think, I think the movies, if they would have been a little bit better when they went back in time to show truly his character and how conflicted he is, that's... The newer, those X-Men, Days of Future Past, and everything they did before, and with Apocalypse, I don't think they really capture the true character of Magneto as well as they could have. No. Because the complexity of what he's experienced and how he applies that to everything, it really adds a unique, you know, a unique storyline to any any way yeah. that you want to play the X-Men. Because that's how he's always making his decisions. He's always conflicted because he loves um, Professor X and other mutants, but then he has to deal with you know, the mutants that protect humans versus humans that have really objectified him and his family for right. his whole life. Right. Yeah, and that's and you know, it's and to take that to the next level, it, that's the kind of like the story of Apocalypse, you know, and that's why I like Apocalypse so much. And it's like, man, it, it's it's just amazing. The whole the whole the whole series or saga of the X-Men and the storyline that that universe is just uh it, to me it was always better than you know the Iron Man the Avengers stories and stuff like that and the Fantastic Four but now that you know over the last decade two decades we've had you know these Marvel movies where there were you know these characters that nobody knew about or I didn't know about I I so now I judge the X-Men a little bit more harshly now that I have more of a connection with Thor, Iron Man, and Black Widow, and Hawkeye, and, and all of them. So I, I expect these X-Men comic books to be better than what I've been given for the last 10 years or 15 years with the MCU. So hopefully, so my hopes are pretty high now that Disney has the Fox, you know, Fox uh, rights from uh, for the X-Men movies. That they, you know, they, they make these characters, they bring them back, and they throw away the garbage that is you know from 2001 to you know days of future past to dark phoenix especially i mean it's you think dark phoenix is gonna be bad yeah it looks bad man it looks like a like a homemade not a homemade but a tv made movie man i the trailers just look so bad and do you see what was that movie that they were gonna they pulled it from the shelves they were it was a mutant movie but it was supposed to be a horror movie and it was supposed to come out in october the new mutants, wasn't it Something like that, I, but it, they canceled that whole movie. They like took it off the shelves, man. It's it, it's <laughs> just that it, I think movie companies, production companies, look at this portfolio 
of the MCU at Marvel, Marvel slash Disney now, and they say there is no way we're going to catch up. When everyone in society says, hey, take your time, build up Superman, I think personally, this is my personal opinion, I think the Dark Knight series of Batman is the best comic book like trilogy or saga into a movie that there is. Christopher Nolan, and you may say what you will about Christian Bale's Batman, but just the, the characters that were introduced and the level of the way that it was produced as, you know, dark, kind of like DC is right. uh, with the Zack Snyder era, but it wasn't, it was just amazing. I don't know. I, I Nothing beats that for me in movies. I, I agree with I you. I think that's, I just, it's just so sad that we can't just, I know you don't need Christian Bale, but you couldn't just at least reference that right. in the new DC universe and just pull off of it. Because all you had to reference off the new DCU was those two Superman movies that weren't that great to begin with. They weren't terrible, but they weren't great. You know? Right, right. Yeah, uh, when it when it came to the DCU, I loved the DCU because I I loved it because it was dark. It was dark and it was gritty, and and you know you know with like you like you said the Nolan movies, Watchmen. Uh, it it was just I I loved it. It was something different from you know the happy go lucky bubbly, funny slapstick of you know of the MCU, which is that's MCU's deal. Give me something different when I come to the D- DCU. But apparently nobody liked that dark stuff and. The, like you said, the dark uh, Zack Snyder era is—it's apparently it's going to be over because everything seems to be more silly, lighthearted. You know, Aquaman looks that way. I haven't seen it. I'm not sure if it is, but from the trailer, it looks like there's a lot of jokes in it. Uh, yeah, there Shazam are. Yeah. looks like it's going to be a silly movie too, and it's like, man, I really like the like the the you know close closely grounded movies. You know, where the good guys are, they have their problems. They're not you know, perfect all the time. Things don't always go their way. And, you know, sometimes they have to make bad decisions for something good. Like when, like, like the Man of Steel, when that came out and Batman had to like snap, uh, what's his name's neck, Lord Zod or whatever. And, uh, General Zod's neck and everybody was all mad. I'm like, Superman doesn't kill anybody. He killed Zod. I'm like, man, he had to, man. I, I, you know, I, I think that's more, yeah, I don't know. It, it gives more depth to the character when they have to go past their limits to do a greater good where they can't just be, they, they have to be uh, like an angel with one wing dipped in blood. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It was like, ah, yeah, I don't, that's what I like about Deadpool. I like characters with the ability to kill people because if you read comics, I mean, we're not that naive. Some of the stuff that you're doing is killing people. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. And those choices have to be made. That's reality. And I think that, you know, that's first Superman movie. Uh, when they came back, it's killing Zod was the, a difficult choice for him to make between protecting the people he loves, the people of Earth, the people that he grew up with, versus you know someone he doesn't know on his home planet. But it's a villain, you know. You've got to you've got to weigh outcomes. You can't just continually throw uh, uh, somebody in prison. You know, I, I I like the way that that turned out too. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, man, let, let's move on for the last few minutes to Red Dead Redemption because, you know, I said at the beginning of the episode we're going to talk about that game, and we're 40 minutes in, so let's 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 transition. All right, transition music. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I play Red Dead Redemption, 
you play Red Dead Redemption. But I play it online only, and you play it story mode only? Story mode only right now, yeah. Wow, man. And so, and I, I that's that's fascinating to me, man. That that really is that you, are, are you scared to play online? Let me ask you that, man. No, so I just haven't had time over this Christmas break to play it online. I, it's not that I'm afraid or anything, and, you know, I think, the story mode, I bought it and went right into it because they didn't have the online game at that point. Oh. So so I just went and played. And funny story, I have a couple of funny stories. From Tell me. I love everything Rockstar. So Grand Theft Auto, um, Red Dead Redemption, um, and those lines of games. Even going back to PlayStation 1, they just, that PlayStation Classic they released, they have the Grand Theft Auto on it. And they have Final Fantasy VII which are two reasons why I got it. and But Rockstar Games in general, I just, I don't know. I think they've hit a grand slam with th- this game as well because I don't, when I, the, just the, the way that the storyline is played out, and it's kind of, there's things that you do when you go through the game. I like the uniqueness of how bad or good you are. Uh-huh. I, I, tend, I tend to lean towards, I wanted to be in the middle, but then I found out you get more rewards if you're either bad or good. Uh-huh. And so I just naturally went bad. <laughs> and and so what's funny is you have a horse in the game. Everybody knows this. Right. And you build this bond with your horse, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I, this first horse I had, I pretty much played, I wanted to play the whole entire game with this horse. I didn't want to get rid of it or whatever. So one day, I think it was a Saturday, I decided... I went to sleep. My son goes, well, can I play? Is it okay if I play? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. Go ahead, play. All you need to do is ride from here to here and do this thing. And he rode further than he should, and he went to a town where there were bandits, and they killed my horse. <laughs> and he, he didn't, like, wake me up immediately to tell me they killed my horse so I could just turn off the game and, you know, reload it, and I had my horse, you know, there. So, because he was afraid that I was gonna, he was gonna get in trouble. Oh man! So he doesn't tell me. Then it auto saves over it, <laughs> and and so my horse is dead. So they wake me up an hour later. They go, Dad, I got bad news. I killed your horse. But you killed my horse. <laughs> you didn't wake me up to tell me that you killed my horse. I wanted that, and I, I mean, I've ragged my son for like three or four days because we were watching some movie and they talked about like a bond between a father and a son. I said, yeah, kind of like the bond between a man and his horse. And I looked over at my son and gave him a death stare. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, crazy. Yeah, see, like, so when I play online, right, so I play online because I like the, uh, it's, it's not lonely. I like the 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 adventure of not knowing if another player is going to come up behind me and shoot me. And I, I, I've told the story before where, like, the, like the first time I was playing online, this guy came up and he tried to lasso me. And he was another player. It was like Hawaii-007. <laughs> and he tried to lasso me like several times. And, and and every single time, you know, I shot him in the gut with my with my, my cattleman rifle, man. I'm just like, bah, 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 bah. And then eventually, like one of the last times, he like killed my horse, man. <laughs> so I had to wait for it to respond. So, it, it, so that's when I like re- reacted. You know, I tried to jump on his horse. But then he locked his horse, so it threw me off, and then he and it was just a, a full fiasco. So I killed him, and then I ended up killing his horse too, just out of rage. And then I had to run off and wait for my horse to spawn. But I love playing online because you know it has its own storyline. 
and you get to make your own character to represent yourself or what you or you know or just to be goofy I, to me i always like make a character online whether it's an in a, in a mmo or something like that something that would represent me right and a lot of people they yeah. always just pick whatever and uh so I find that so much more satisfying to have my own adventure instead of having this static, you know, go to point A, go to point B, go to point C, the end. And well, I think they've done a good job this time with having bandits that come up and rob you or people on the side of the road that you need to help. They really did a lot of stuff. They put a lot of stuff in this game that made that single-player story mode not bad because sometimes you'll just be riding your horse and people will jump out of the bushes and have like a stagecoach and want to rob you and take all your money. And there's like five computer characters that are attacking you at once. So they've added that element, which is really interesting. But I mean, they're so, I, I like the side games on, on Red Dead. And one, one of the big things I do is like they have uh, catching all the legendary animals, killing them. And um, my, my kids like to watch me do it. So we were we went through and hunted. We got the bear, whatever. And I wanted to get the moose, so we went and got wanted to hunt for the legendary moose. And you track the creature. That's like three or four times you see it and you shoot it and kill it. But with a moose, you know, it can kill you. So I stayed far away. I killed the moose. And I was like, man, we got the moose. We got the moose, guys. And you know, you go up and you skin the animals or whatever, get the pelts. Yeah. And so I went to go up to the moose. I approached the moose to skin the pelts, and a cougar jumps over the moose and bites me on my throat and kills me. Dude. <laughs> and I go, that is amazing. That yeah. is amazing. See, I have several of those stories too, but it's always like a bear or some wolves. I've been killed by the cougar, right? But I've like seen the cougar, but the bears are the ones that like have like snuck up on me, man. One time I thought it was like a player and I was like, man, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> and and I'm shooting and he's not dying. And then out of the bushes, man, this big old bear just mauls me. I'm like, oh. And it says, you were mauled by a bear. I'm like, no. Yeah, man, but, I think that's awesome. I love that dynamic of the game. The wolves, the bears, the, the, the wildlife that will just jack you up yes dude and and you know at first and th there's one thing that at first i thought was really bothersome was like the aspect of eating and resting in the game and but now that i've been playing it for like a month right i'm really used to it I, I really enjoy you know having the fish or skin an animal to get meat and cook it myself and make sure that i eat all the time make sure my horse eats when it needs to eat and, I, I, oh, man, I just, man, you know, I don't know. It's just amazing. I just like that idea that, you know, I got to feed my character. It's kind of like a Tamagotchi. You remember those? You got to feed your little keychain, little pocket monster. Remember? Yeah, I got my kid one for Christmas. They did a re-release of them. Oh, really? Dang. Yeah. We'll have to do a podcast on that. I they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Red Dead is, is definitely an awesome game. I think the, the only other, the big story that I... Uh, tell people all the time and this is a unique story you know you, you know chris right you're related to him but yeah. uh, this ties into this i'll tell two stories real quick we played minecraft forever we were playing minecraft together and we were just playing on survival mode the whole time we didn't even know creative mode existed <laughs> and so we were like digging everywhere to build the things that we were building and, and we were just so proud of ourselves and then i talked to someone like yeah just uh, go to creative mode you can do whatever you want <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, such a letdown. But on Red Dead, if you upgrade your camp, you can do like quick travel or whatever it's called. I forget what it's called. Yeah, quick but travel. You can just, 
Yeah, and you can just look at your map and say where you want to go. I did not know that until like 30 hours into the game. <laughs> I didn't even know you could upgrade your camp. Oh you my know, goodness, dude. So Stupid. Yeah, no, Man, I, 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 I preach against quick traveling all the time because it one, it breaks immersion, and two, it costs money. Man, I'm always broken that game. You, and ah, oh, man, if you could trade money, I wish Duke, uh, Duke, one of the ex hosts on uh, Middle Age Nerds, also my cousin, you know him, he's got like yeah. three hundred, four hundred dollars on his character, and I'm like, man, I wish we had like a trading system. You can give me some money because my character. Always broke, man. I'm always buying as much clothes as I can, as much guns as I can. And so my character's always got like a minimum of fifty bucks and until I have to is save he, up. Is he broke is he broke like you, like that quotation marks broke, like Goldsberry somewhere? Okay, I'm gonna give you or a little he... I'm gonna give you a little hint. When it comes to game money, he's broke, but when it comes to the gold, he's not broke. <laughs> <laughs> so you know can you treasure hunt in online gaming too i uh yes you can mm, you can okay. you can randomly find a uh treasure maps off uh corpses of people that you kill or uh if you level up yeah because yeah so it's similar to the game okay we're i'm gonna i'm gonna be part of the the regulators yeah yeah i'm, we'll, gonna, I'm joining the, the gang i'll have to i'll have to text you my uh my uh my uh what my sign in or whatever it is my gamer tag username yeah yeah, yeah it, we'll we'll have some fun, some shenanigans. All right, man. Yeah, so sure. uh, let me call it there because I got to get to playing some uh, Dungeons and Dragons with the kids. Uh, all right. All right. So why don't you plug your show? Tell them where they can find it and stuff like that, and in social media and stuff. Well, first of all, thanks for having me again. It's always a joy to come on any show that you're hosting. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. So thank you for that. And then second, you can find anything and everything about Pop Collectors Alliance at collectpops.com you can follow us on twitter and instagram at pop alliance pod go to facebook.com slash pop collectors alliance we have tons of great articles on our website everything is geared to help out pop collectors and strategies in finding things and just opinion articles about funny stuff and we try to have fun on the podcast we have a patreon community that we've really that's really helped out other collectors in the collecting community. You can go to patreon.com slash pop collectors alliance and check that out. I recommend it because we have a restock tool that lets you know when items come available on Hot Topic or GameStop. Uh, it, and it, that helps collectors out alone. And all the trades and the community that we've built over the past year and some change has been really good. So check us out there. And always you can find our podcast uh, by searching Pop Clusters Alliance wherever podcasts can be found. Fantastic. And for us I, over here at Geeked Up Radio, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Not on Facebook, though, but on Facebook, we are under TDMR Podcast. On Instagram, we're Geeked Up underscore radio. And on Twitter, we're Geeked Up Radio 1. And if you want to uh, get in contact with us or just be part of the conversation, you can get a hold of us there or you can email us at geekeduparadio at gmail.com. And, uh, oh, one thing, man, I'll let you do this since Lalo's not here. All right, so at the end of our shows, we always like to do a moral of the show. All right, so, Ricky, what is today's moral of today's show? The moral of today's show. That's funny. Uh, the, the Today's moral is there's nothing like the bond between a man and his horse.